0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You know how you were talking. We all know about the perfect game. We did. We talked about it perfectly, I think. And uh, <laughs> I actually, would agree. Be, yeah, there's going to be a perfect. <laughs> the Mariners, the Mariners have to top us this weekend. That's the bar. No, please, yes. God, if that's the bar that, you know, they, no. Uh, one other quick thing about the the perfect game. Do you remember the catcher? Here's a trivia question: Who the catcher was that was catching them that day?
0: I do, and the reason I remember who caught Felix was because he bought this catcher a Rolex watch in appreciation for him catching and calling his perfect game, and that was John Jaso.
1: Yep, John Jaso. So that I wonder if he's going to be here. Uh, you know talking about it because listen we're, we're gonna move on from it but uh
0: that's a good pull we, though i think it, i it think is. there's a good possibility i would give it a i'm giving it a 75 percent chance he is there
1: okay all right so he's gonna is he gonna be there or, do, or is he the kind of guy they're like we're just gonna do a video package with you well, or, i uh, think the, you know i think the mariner should fly him up and take him roll out the red carpet and everything
0: Well, you know how the Mariners do. They have the Hall of Fame sitting behind him uh, and guys. And then off to the third base side, they have a group with, uh, you know, friends and stuff and other former players. So I could see him being uh, in that group. But, yeah, if he can't make it or has other commitments, no doubt he'll be part of the video tribute, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, there's the perfect game, obviously. But there is many games that, you know, Felix uh, just – etched his memory of just being just a Mariner's warrior of a pitcher in my brain. And one of them is like, I think when he was on the map or finally there on the map nationally where people know, and that was in April of uh, 20, no. Yeah. It was in April of 2007, April 11th to be exact, 2007 at Boston. I remember this. It was on ESPN. I'm living down here. Uh, And so anytime there was like a national game, of course, I was all on it. And like the whole game wasn't even centered around the Mariners or Felix Hernandez. The Mariners ended up having like a surprisingly good run in 2007, but they they weren't looked at as any sort of type of contender. Uh, This whole game being on ESPN was about Dice K. This was a whole dice k game, and the Mariners came out there, and Felix Hernandez, you know, throws a complete game, one hitter against them. And this was like three days before his twenty-first birthday, so he couldn't even legally go out and have a drink after he did Uh this.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That jogged my memory too. He had incredible games. It seems like when the Mariners went back east and played the Red Sox, like you mentioned. He had that game. And I always feel like he always had a really good game when he went into New Yankee Stadium and faced the Yankees too. Uh, He just had some extra juice that he wanted to prove and put himself on the map. Uh, He just had that it factor in him, and it brought the best out of him. And uh, like you said, that game back in Boston, um, a one-hitter, I mean, the Red Sox, a story. I mean, look franchise. at this lineup. Look yeah. at this
1: night lineup. This is like, look, obviously Big Poppy, Manny Ramirez, Kevin Ucullis, J.D. Drew, the good, like when J.D. Drew was balling. You also had Dustin Pedroia. Uh, I mean, at one point, he had 11 in a row, and uh, it was a one-hitter, a one-hitter. He became the sixth pitcher in club history, the first in 19 years to throw a shout out at Fenway with that. So, I mean, he has a lot of these records that are, you know, I think a little bit covered up by maybe just not having a strong end of his, his career. You know, he kind of, he kind of had like a career, of like a really good running back, you know, more years, but where you go from just being so dominant to kind of coming, coming down off the cliff, you know,
0: yeah, kind of. I mean, I, the way I remember Felix's career is that towards the end, like you mentioned, you know, they kind of, I mean, with every pitcher, you know, he, they tail off a little bit. But it seems like from what I remember, they kind of wanted to change him a little bit or he wasn't so wanting to adapt and use his skills as he got older. But I still was incredible. And more more years than not, he was the Felix that, we're going to remember this weekend as he goes into the uh, mariner hall of fame
1: and also I, I if he goes in the hall of fame does his alter ego go into his hall of fame uh we're talking about larry bernandez we actually talked a little bit about the larry bernandez with uh jim copasino uh here's a little refresher of that how was it working with felix how did this larry bernandez uh thing happen was that something from him was that something from you guys that you pitched how did that come about because well, that I, was
2: a thing i got to give a shout out to my colleague and friend and and, and now the uh co-owner and creative director directory agency mike hayward came up with that and the idea was you know felix was a warrior he wanted to pitch every day so uh you know obviously the the, the construct was Felix disguises himself as this guy named Larry Fernandez, so that he picked and, uh, and and Felix embraced it, you know again, that might have been one of those things on the line where you're making fun of a player but he loved it and uh, yeah, that was a big success and uh, that was a precursor to the Kings Court and I did Greg Green at the Mariners had, but I think it kind of, you know, raised Felix's profile and, 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 and got people rallying around him and people would show up with the with the mutton chops, you know, with the, with, with the long hair and everything. So that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, the whole Larry Hernandez thing,
1: I, it was one of these things that at first I didn't get it. Then it was explained in the commercials, it made so much sense that he just wanted the ball all the time. And that and that's why we, we, we love this guy. And he also had some other good commercials, too. Uh, do you remember the one where he had the ventriloquist?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, There was also one that wasn't done by them, but it was like more of like a national one where he's he's at the carnival throwing and getting the like uh, he's at like a carny station, like getting like stuffed animals from throwing.
0: Um, I mean, with the way Felix went out his business on the mound and then how he did those commercials, I mean, he was meant to do those types of commercials. They fit him perfectly and he was all about it. And,
1: and again, the alter ego, I like it kind of doesn't draw like big comparisons or parallels to it, but like the Walter thing, it's just kind of more of like a meme or, a, you know, then, then I know it's a real persona, but isn't it kind of apropos that this week, Logan Gilbert, you know, goes out there and has this dominating game against San Diego and has a line that hasn't been,
0: nothing's been that close since, very ironic. Yeah, no doubt. The King's Court, how that was brought up and, and created and how he treated the, the, the his court and how they would start chanting with two strikes. It was just out of this world of, of the way he treated the fans and how he fed off them. Uh, I'll never forget that one iconic photo where he uh, went into the King's Court and stood on the uh, side rail as all the fans were behind him with his hands up, kind of like the Rocky Balboa pose. Uh, it's one of the memories that I'll never forget about Felix Hernandez.
1: It, yeah. It is, uh, it's a tearjerker. And I, I was so amped up last year when he, <laughs> he was what, throwing out the first pitch of the uh, playoff game and was in the house supporting because listen, this is kind of like the, Let's be honest this is the organization the way it is now and the coaches that had to uh go in a different direction from Felix. So it was good to see that there wasn't this big divide between, you know, Scott and Jerry and and Felix because if you remember he it wasn't such a glorious move. For, I mean, it wasn't so uh peaches and cream when he had to be moved to the bullpen and 2018 but that's what the team needed i happened to be at the game when he was possibly going to make his first uh relief appearance and he ended up doing it it was in oakland but it was in the first inning after during the first inning when james paxton uh you know got nailed with the ball and had to leave the game and look there's the warrior felix hernandez going out there and just keeping the game nice and close i think this very first batter hit a home run and there was the guy on first base, and then after that, he just had this brilliant, gutsy, gutsy performance down in Oakland. The Mariners, of course, ended up not scoring any runs in, <laughs> and they lost the fucking game. Go figure. But I mean, yeah, how many games in his career that he didn't get the run support? And anytime it starts happening to somebody like Luis Castillo, for example, we're like, it's the ghost of Felix. This is the ghost of his career of of the of the. Of the lineups in his career which is shitty and unfortunate and you're right when you said this at the beginning when there was no other teams on his list he had every chance and all the reasons in the world to go somewhere else yeah
0: he uh, you're exactly right but he chose to stay here and uh there's not many seattle athletes as prominent you know, besides baseball that's as prominent and a superstar like Felix Hernandez is that decided to stay in Seattle. I, I, yeah, it's what a guy. It is,
1: even as, as much as you could say that about Ichiro, at one point he's like, Yeah, it's fine. I, I'd rather go try to win a chip, you know. <laughs> like, Felix was they both played for the Mariners for a very long time, uh, and are, you know, they, their, their ships definitely cross paths. So out of the, you know, Mariner Hall of Famers for the Mariners, I mean, in his era, I I think his only teammate in this will be Ichiro. Oh, actually Griffey. I forgot Griffey did come back. So he did play with Griffey and he did play with um, Ichiro, but now, uh, you know, he's kind of that, you know, he's definitely the youngest without a doubt uh, in the, in the Mariners Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. I didn't think about it that way. You're exactly right. Um, And I just want to comment on that other, just a moment ago, you mentioned about that playoff game with uh, Felix coming out from right center field, uh, walking out with the ball and throwing that pitch. Uh, I mean, what a treat for you to be at the playoff game and then to have that happen. I was sitting at home and I could feel the adrenaline coming through my body as I watched that happen. I mean, What a glorious moment that was.
1: It was, but listen, it felt glorious to me, but I was literally in the line going through security when it happened. And then I saw the clip on the board when I got up to the top of the escalator and it still moved me.
0: And
1: And then later in the game, there was many innings where they had to figure something out. (laughs) <laughs> in between the innings. <laughs> and one of the times was they, you know, that one time it was like Macklemore, one time it was uh, I don't know, Bill Nye the science guy or Joel McCain, I don't know, somebody like that. And then when Felix came out and like was, you know, it was just like the the raising of the 12th flag, the place was amped, and you're like, I remember looking at the ninja and going, It's happening now, you know. <laughs> We're going to win
0: this game, huh?
1: Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. And yeah, that's,
0: yeah.